Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, my experience giving a big talk, and how our social media consumption has been evolving over the last few years. This week's episode is sponsored by Abstract. I don't know what happens. Every time we skip skip a week, I feel like we just have so much to talk about, but I also lose the habit of the podcast. Yeah, I love the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, we just show up and press record. And, mm-hmm. and then edit for four hours. <laughs> hey, man, you've been, uh, you've been busy. You've been uh, doing the, you, you did the Shopify talk in that big stage i don't know if i'm you know yeah so okay let me explain what this is Um, yeah so (laughs) that looks awesome so every year uh at shopify we have this thing called the shopify summit and shopify summit is an internal conference so only for shopify employees it's for the entire company um so all of us uh gather together the one main difference this year is we're actually like so big now that it's kind of impossible to get every single employee in the same location and there's just like there are no venue big enough for us like short of a stadium uh for us to get in uh into a room together no i'm just kidding like we're not we're not that huge but i think it's still like very complicated um so what we're actually doing this year is um there was like kind of the main uh venue that was in ottawa um that had like i don't know about two thousand people um and then other satellite offices had like their own kind of event where they would like they had some talks live from people that were there and then some of them were just live streamed from uh from ottawa so um and basically the goal of this is kind of just to like align as a company on what we think is important for the year what the big initiatives are um kind of like get together with some people that we don't typically like we'll hang out with Mm-hmm. um and and yeah just kind of like i don't know like it's it's the place for us to really get back to like the bigger picture of why do we do this why does it matter and kind of get like uh get all up to date like on the same page on kind of like our thinking on on some of this stuff um so it's a big deal basically <laughs> um it's like a very massive production like every year i'm like holy shit like this is incredible like i could would not believe that this is a thing that we do like it's effectively like one of the best run conferences in the world (laughs) that is just like an internal conference for us there's like um so i was giving a talk this year um and it's funny because like you don't decide you're gonna do a talk like you get told you're gonna do a talk um obviously like because when i talk to people they're like really like you get forced to do a talk it's like no like nobody's forcing you uh to do it but it's um i don't know like you can't say no it's something that at least for me i've always wanted to do was definitely on my bucket list and so you didn't have to like twist my arm for me to do it Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's also something that like only a small amount of people can do every year um so they have to be really specific about like who gets to speak about what um so that 
you know, there's enough that we cover enough uh, range for all the topics right. that we want to talk about. Um, so yeah, like I was backstage before, um, like we had kind of a rehearsal, um, and just to give people an idea of kind of that scale. And I'm not doing that to like to brag about it or anything, but just just to give you a sense of perspective, okay? Um, because I was very much coming into this as like, holy crap, <laughs> like this is so insane. Um, but just to give you an idea, like there were. I think four or five like cam like actual like cameramen like or woman camera person I don't know what the appropriate way to say this now is but mm-hmm. um with like huge cameras like filming from different angles there was a camera on a crane to like Dang. follow Legit. us and then there were a bunch of uh, 360 cameras to take a shot of like the <laughs> entire audience and like people remotely could like like you know adjust the 3d yeah perspective um the stage is massive with like a really cool like stage design with like neon lights and everything's like bespoke for this event it's just really really intense uh and then we have yeah. like all this mic set up and all these people like helping us with all these things so that's kind of like that level <laughs> you know uh it was live being <laughs> Like as we were doing it, we were being live streamed all over the world, all these places, um, and we have like two thousand people in front of us, um, and there's like these these front rows at the in, the in the front with like our CEO or like all our execs. Um, apparently, I learned there was also a, a, a couch with all the board members. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is like no pressure um so anyways yes <laughs> this was very overwhelming so now to just rewind um i was told that i was doing a talk um so uh in the section that's called the product talks um so basically there's the beginning that's like very high level gonna be kind of our ceo like telling us about like long like really long term like big picture thinking uh very theoretical in a way mm-hmm. um incredibly incredibly interesting <laughs> like i can't talk about the details of what it is but like every year i'm like holy shit like we have such a talented and smart executive team like damn um so they did that and then after there was a section that was like product talks where we talk about some of our ideas for product for this year. And I was doing one of the talks with uh, the product manager on my team. Um, So it's a project that I can't talk about, unfortunately. That's like a new thing um, that I'm working on. Um, And so we had 10 minutes with the both of us uh, to do, to talk about basically the vision for the, for the project, where we're doing. And it's always like the showmanship is actually very, uh, important for this um so we also like want to do like reveals and announcements and demos and all that stuff um but the reality is like we've only kind of just gotten started (laughs) on this like massive journey (laughs) that is this project um so we actually had to do to design a lot of stuff like for this 
Um, so we really like kind of <laughs> get some mockups. <laughs> yeah, like get some mockups done. That because a lot of the strategy and the thinking and the research is there, um, but we really like didn't have high fidelity mockups for a lot of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, you know me, I I wasn't gonna go on stage and show some wireframes. <laughs> We had, to, we had to make it like really polished polished and really nice um so yeah we had to both come up with sort of the visuals for our demo that we wanted to show that we knew was important and we also had to come up with the content and the storyline for what we would talk about and the added challenge was that it had to be 10 minutes long and no more honestly like the That's first draft short. that we had was over 30 minutes long <laughs> yeah like crap it's like how we, one. <laughs> we had to cut this down and that was pretty like i'd say like the first two weeks because oh and by the way like i learned like basically effectively like beginning of january that i was gonna do this it's like hey like in a month like you have to do this talk <laughs> um so i had to prepare this on top of all of my normal work which hey i'm already pretty busy <laughs> person but um so we start immediately started working like had a like super long draft um we had like a ton of ideas and lots of stuff there um uh, and one thing that was cool is that um the kind of group that organizes this the event actually set set up some dry runs with every single uh speaker uh so basically all of us would meet uh in Ottawa uh every week we would spend an entire day everyone together and we would sit and watch everyone's talk everyone would do and like kind of practice do their dry run do their talk mm-hmm. once um and but we had that basically like even after a week <laughs> within a week of knowing and i was like okay next week you have a dry run for a talk that doesn't exist yet like whoa <laughs> um, yeah so our first our first time like doing the dry run we uh we arrived like a little bit earlier than our kind of our time was because they basically had the exact talks before um and then it was kind of our our turn to show up um we kind of caught the last exec talk (laughs) and honestly like we could hear it like because the door wasn't like super well kind of isolated or whatever it's like window Mm -hmm. like uh glass doors um and I was like, holy shit, he's so amazing. <laughs> so good. Like, not looking at any notes. Like, everyone's laughing and having fun. And it looks super interesting. I'm like, damn. Uh, so really not there yet. So Putting pressure. Yeah. Like, I think that's the worst point that I've ever felt in this <laughs> entire process. I was like, oh, my God, I really don't feel good about this. Um, and so, but we did it. And what was cool is that everyone, every speaker... We had like a bunch of execs that were in the room. Um, we would do our dry run of effectively our outline at this point because it wasn't really much of a talk yet. Um, and everyone would give us feedback and they'd be like, oh, I like when you talked about this, but like this might not be necessary or this was kind of unclear. I wonder if you should emphasize this more, blah, blah. So we basically had like 20 people just like give us feedback from day one. That's super valuable. Um, that was extremely stressful but so valuable um because we immediately knew and it's so (laughs) what i find is that it's like there's a difference between shopify level feedback and just like general feedback like 
people at Shopify are so good at giving feedback and being kind of very critical, <laughs> but in a very nice way. Um, so I knew that like people weren't like the stuff that people liked, like they weren't saying that just to do like this, the shit, shit sandwich kind of approach that it was like, <laughs> okay, these mm -hmm. things are actually good. Like I can trust these people. Um, and I knew that the stuff that they commented on, like we needed to work on. So the next week we kind of basically got back to the drawing board and basically rewrote the entire thing. Um, one thing that we felt was missing was um, we were talking about a lot of the stuff that we were doing and everything, but there was kind of a missing storyline to it. Like it just, it felt like disjointed parts. Um, mm -hmm. So we kind of got to thinking and that was another part that was cool. Like doing a talk with another person is that we could bounce ideas back and forth between us and it would sometimes spark like other ideas because the other person would think like oh that'd be like really cool and we could do this and we could do that um so that worked really well and so we uh, settled on basically taking uh, the story of one merchants uh, one of our merchants from montreal and basically following her through kind of that journey so we basically like introduce her and her brand and like her values and what she stands for um it's like a really cool um like slow fashion um, type of store in Montreal um, and has like really great values and it's part of the community and like just great products all around. Um, and so we kind of like introduced that story and then talk through about like how our product would like help her um, mm -hmm. and kind of like tied it together. Uh, and then so the next week, then we were feeling like a little bit more conf confident and like, we went and did it and um, got some more feedback and then like changed things again, like tweak stuff and then like started like getting even like other people looped in that even weren't doing the talks. We were making connections with other people that were also speaking. Um, so honestly, by the, by the time we got to, um, well, the, the day before the conference, like probably like our talk had probably been seen by like, 30 people already that had each given us like all their feedback so i felt so solid about this talk <laughs> like, that's awesome because i've like i've done other talks before like 45 minutes an hour long talk and i have never been this prepared like most of the time i i i mean i do try to get like one or two people to give me feedback but mm -hmm. it was nowhere near like that extent um and so i felt like pretty good about all the content we had we managed to like narrow it down to 10 minutes um i we also there were two of us so the pressure was like a little bit shared between us and mm -hmm. one great thing that was like amazing for me um because i typically change my slides till the very last second i go on stage um so the great thing that they did is they gave us a deadline so uh <laughs> we had to hand over our uh our slides like on the friday the day before and there could be no content change from that point on so it was just like okay like had to work to towards that deadline and then when we hit that deadline there was nothing, nothing i do. could do yeah. all i could do was just rehearse 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 and so what we had done is like set up um a full day of rehearsals uh where we did mm. the talk like basically over and over um just to make sure we we're really solid we knew everything by heart um Oh, and I also, 
as the listeners may know, uh, English is not my first language. Sometimes pronunciation of some words can be tricky. Um, so we actually worked with a specialist for pronunciation. Kind Jesus of like Christ. Through, um, <laughs> some of the pronunciation of some of the stuff that we're doing. Um, wow. And yeah, so I honestly, I felt so good about it. I was not nervous at all. Like the day before, I was like, yeah, Dang. this is going to be great. This is going to be perfect. Um, so that yeah. sounds like next level. I was, n- I never. I was never that prepared for anything. I agree. Life, I like, and me either. And people were asking me like, oh, how do you feel? Like, are you nervous? I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I've <laughs> like had so much, like, you have no idea how much preparation I have <laughs> for, for this. Um, so I felt really good about it. Uh, and we went on stage. Now, like, the hard part uh, was, like, on the day of, because we were seeing each, like, presenter, like, we're backstage and, like, seeing everyone like go and go do their talk and when you watch someone give a talk like from the monitor backstage you're like oh my god this looks so good like so professional and then they you have the shot like the pans of the audience and the close-ups and the different angles and you're like oh my god like they're doing it perfectly like they're so good and then we were thinking okay like let's just not screw it up like we have to I not promise screw it up. that other people felt the same way about oh yeah 100 percent. like we all kind of felt the same way given other people and we would all like encourage each other uh but then we went and we did it and it was awesome it went perfectly uh i'm so happy about how it all turned out i got so many good uh good messages and comments and feedback people seem to have really liked it Honestly, like the second I went off stage after a talk, I was like, when are we doing this again? Like, this is great. <laughs> I'm going to do this. So, um, yeah, no, this has been a really awesome experience, um, which, but that meant that I've been really busy <laughs> for the last yeah. a few weeks because not only I was super busy with the talk, but I've also kind of pushed some stuff till the week after, which we're in right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Because I was so like, I have no time for this. Like, I have a talk as priority number one. Right. Um, so this week I'm kind of like dealing with the aftermath of that. <laughs> and that's part of the reason why there was no episode last week. I yes. hope you all understand. Yeah. Um, uh, apologies. I'm really, I'm really happy for you that you got to experience that. Like, it's, it's not, you know, not everyone can experience something like that. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, and, something that I, like the entire time I was like, you need to remember this. Like I was taking pictures and I was like really like trying to live the moment because honestly, I was like, I may never live something like this in my life Mm -hmm. again. Like it was that level of importance for me. I'm sure you will. But uh, yeah, point taken. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm really happy for you. And, 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 you know, uh, it looks like everything went well and it was a success. So congratulations, man. Thank you. That's awesome. That is awesome. And... (laughs) It's it's also uh, a good way to kind of like, like remind everyone how big Shopify actually is as a company. God damn it! Like this, you know, this January we also had like an all hands thing at Netlify. Just got everyone in the room, and we all had like team presentations and stuff. I was the camera person, and I was the nice. sound guy, <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and I'm editing the video still. Like it's it's a very different, uh, it's a very different. Uh, way of doing things well so sure. 
I got a notification um, while I I was actually there um, doing the the last like rehearsal on the stage, mm-hmm. um, and I got the the Instagram notification that was like, "Hey, here's a picture you posted five years ago," <laughs> and it was oh, a picture. Awesome. It was we were, were in the same venue that we were five years ago, except um, <laughs> like. Five years ago, our entire venue, like where we had everyone and everyone was sitting down, was just one of our kind of lobby slash waiting areas for this. <laughs> um, and I remember like being there in the moment and thinking, wow, like these speakers are like really great. Like, I hope I get to do something like this one day. So it took me five That's years, awesome. but I got there. <laughs> Thanks, Instagram, for the moment. Yeah, that was like a perfect, you know, could have <laughs> put that in an ad moment. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, an it ad. was just. I, and I, it's like I was there. I was like, I even feel like I was like staring at the window that had taken that I had taken a picture of. Like when I got the notification, like I was just everything was uh-huh. perfect. Somehow so, a UK playlist started playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect moment. <laughs> Basically. Uh, so, uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. That's really great. And uh, I'm pretty sure you know maybe next year you'll present again. And you'll be like, yeah, we'll see. So pros. part of this too, though, is we want to give people a chance to speak that haven't spoken before. Nah, screw them. Um, you can. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so yeah, I like happy to give other people the chance to to live that mm-hmm. experience because I think it was pretty awesome. Um, cool, cool, cool. Do you want to tell us about something cool? I would love to tell you all something cool. <laughs> So Abstract is back to sponsor Layout this week. Uh, and if, you're not, if you do not know what Abstract is, well, you're in the right place. I'm, I'm about to tell you exactly what it is. <laughs> Abstract is a design workflow management for product design teams that use Sketch. Let's face it, the workflows and tools available uh, to growing design teams are still largely behind the times, especially when you compare to the tools used by developers. Take out all the fancy and mature tooling and process and uh we're getting there abstract is solving that so we spend a lot of uh frustrating uh, amounts of time searching for files and exporting assets from one tool and importing it to another uh consolidating feedback from multiple sources and you never really know uh what kind of change has been made or incorporated or approved or whatever so abstract is your team's source of truth so kind of like GitHub, but for designers. Um, it brings all of your design workflow into a single unified place for designers, developers, uh, stakeholders, all of them to collaborate um, and keep uh, work moving forward. So with Abstract, you can version control design files, which is amazing. Uh, you can present work, you can request reviews, you can get uh, gather feedback, you can give developers direct access to all the specs. You know, I think they call it specs actually <laughs> that's what they call it you know uh, you can have like from your sketch file exactly like measurements and the colors the hex codes and you know distance and paddings and all of that so if you want to uh, hand off that to developers um, in just two years abstract already has now over uh, 100,000 users which is amazing by the way and it's used by companies like Intuit, Zappos, uh, Mailchimp, and our own Shopify and Netlify. We both use it, um, and thousands of other uh, of other teams. Um, I've been using Abstract and Netlify for like since it was public alpha, 
um, just so you know how early I got in, my <laughs> my my handle, my username is Rafa. So that's how we know. <laughs> I was <laughs> nice, there that's early. awesome. <laughs> um, and I I swear to God, and they are not paying me for to say this. I can't I can't use Sketch without Asterisk. Like it's just part of my design tool. So if you're interested, if you want to try them out, uh, you can sign up uh, your team for a free 30-day trial uh, by heading over to goabstract.com. That's, again, goabstract.com. And if you tweet at goabstract, that's their Twitter handle, um, if you tweet at goabstract and at layoutfm, if you mention both of, of us in the tweet, you'll be entered uh, for a chance to win uh, $500 in credit for your business plan. So... Um, They are amazing. I love their product. Our thanks to Abstract for sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Thank you, Abstract. Also, their website keeps getting better. I don't know how. God damn it. I haven't looked at it recently. Now they have a release notes page. That's great. Ooh, damn. nice. And their blog. I I think I said this before. Their blog. That's a blog. blog. <laughs> That's a blog. Their blog is the best looking blog in the webs, I would say. Damn, they're good. Um, okay, so... We have a bunch of main topics, and I guess that's what you get when you skip a week. Um, a lot of like topics to talk about. Uh, that it's kind of hard to pick one, honestly. But I mean, we're not um, going to do all of these for no, sure. No, 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 no. We're going to spread them out. We, so I think stay we can tuned. do maybe one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to layout.fm and subscribe. <laughs> Comment, like, and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> Smash that like button. Um, hit that bell. <laughs> yeah, hit the bell. Uh, So, okay, you know what? I'll just pick one because I've been – actually, all of these topics are something that we've been feeling one way or the other. Um, and, you know, it's been a theme. We're both busy, uh, have been, you know, traveling. You got talks to prepare to and rehearse every week. Uh, <laughs> I moved countries and still set up, settling in. Uh, it's just a lot is going on. And I mentioned how I was effectively, like, away from the internet or, like, from social media for a while. And now that, you know, my life is, you know, settling down a little bit, you know, it's not as chaotic as it was. I'm trying to get back into the routine and get back in my old habits. And uh, somehow, not sure why, but Twitter, like I haven't been able to get back to Twitter like I like I, I was before. Uh, as we, like we said, and long-time listeners know, like I'm a Twitter completionist, meaning... I read every tweet in my timeline <laughs> and that's why I use like third party apps that I can get a timeline sync and keep track of oh, how many tweets I have left. Um, that is out the door. I can't keep, tra yeah, I can't keep track of that. Go that. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I try to use the, like the official Twitter app and effectively like use Twitter as a normal person would, which is just like, I don't know, scroll up and then scroll down or whatever. <laughs> read like scroll Twitter for like five minutes and then quit. <laughs> and uh, rinse and repeat um but that doesn't work for me like i have the fomo like i I, i have to i have to know what i'm missing um but i can't i can't keep track of that and, and it's not just like i don't have the time because if we're being real like you always have the time right so hey instead of watching tv it'll take 20 minutes and just read through twitter if you want you can it's like the i don't have the mental energy to like look at twitter or the internet i don't care as much i don't know why it's weird but now it's making me realize like how do how do i make sure that i'm like up to date on stuff that is happening on the web on design twitter or whatever like how do you how do you make sure that you're up to date with like 
trends and what's happening in the world. Because I feel, I don't know if it's me getting older, but I just don't care as much. But mm-hmm. I don't want to miss that out as well. Um, not sure, not sure. So what do you do to be up to date <laughs> what the cool kids are doing? Uh, that's a really great question. Um, <laughs> so here's how I feel about this. Um, because I agree with you. Like I've, I've really changed how I use Twitter these days. I mostly mm-hmm. just look at my best of list that has maybe like 20 people in it. Um, and that's it. Like that's mainly what I use Twitter for these days. Um, but um, it, it, for me, it's just a feeling that there's more noise than ever with mm-hmm. like anything like in our racket, like the, design technology twitter there's just like so much crap (laughs) um because and but i feel like it's like there's probably still the same amount of good content that's happening but it's just like drowned in an ocean of just things that i'm not really interested in or like more um like just kind of like their interface uh these days but um I think that apps like Twitter really build on your addiction <laughs> to the platform with like showing you notifications for things that don't matter. Like so someone liked a tweet that you were mentioned in or like it's just so crazy. Like how far are we going to go? Like mm-hmm. someone liked a tweet that Yeah, what you, the hell that is that someone that, that you retweeted like that someone who like god damn it. Like I don't need to know about all these things. Um and um, it was funny because I <laughs> I decided to turn off all the notifications for Twitter, um, and would I would just see the notifications whenever I go would go into the app, and I found oh boy, like very quickly, my new behavior was to like unlock my iPhone, go to Twitter just to check if I had any notifications, and then like lock back my phone. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is problematic. Um so I deleted the official Twitter client and just am back on Tweetbot full time. Um because Tweetbot has no notifications anymore because Twitter <laughs> pulled the API access. So um I basically only get notifications for app mentions or DMs and that's it. Um and I <laughs> and those are not like actual notifications that I get on my phone. I only see them whenever I go into the app. Um, but I do think, like, I agree f- with you that I feel like there's something that's missing, nice. at least for me, that's like a good, cur- so- sort of curated list of interesting content for design. Um, but in the, like, I feel like that's how everyone starts like everyone thinks that they're doing that um mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think the the difference is it needs to be okay with missing some stuff sometimes <laughs> that it's like i will have and I, one thing that i've tra- been trying to do at least for me is only follow humans <laughs> as much as mm-hmm. possible like and disable retweets as much as possible like you get maybe one chance like if you do one retweet that's just like mm-hmm. annoying i just uh, mute that um so you're you're not allowed to do the retweets anymore <laughs> um but i don't know man like i feel i also feel more than ever that social media is not the only place um where you can get your information like one thing i'm really trying hard to 
like bring back into my life, which has been very difficult. But um, and and that's that's reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like so much good and interesting insights to be found in books that like a very small portion portion mm-hmm. of the population get exposed to. Because who reads books anymore? Like, <laughs> like who has the time? Well, nobody does, right? But it's who has the time? All of us, like all of us. <laughs> Just look at, open up the screen time feature on your iPhone or whatever the equivalent is on on Android. Maybe you can tell me. But um, digital like, well being. There you go, uh, Jomo. Right. <laughs> um, like, just look at how much time you're spending on social media. Like, you have all that time that you could use to read books, do other things. And I think it's totally fine to look at that time that you spend and say, you know what, that's not how I want to invest my time. I think where it gets interesting, at least for me, is that there is an advantage to be on Twitter. Like I, in a weird way, like it's kind of the same thing with Facebook. Like I may or may not like or want to use Facebook, but I kind of have to be on Facebook. Like I kind of have to be on Twitter for the same reason. Um, Mm. Because, you know, we do this show. It's part of our, like, even if like we didn't have a podcast, like I think it's, it is a smart thing to have, have yourself be out there so that people know you that like, it just brings more opportunities by you having your work be publicly out there, making connections, relationships with people like across the, across the world. So I think there is kind of an advantage there. So I think there's a difference between being on Twitter because you have to, or enjoying it, like using it really. Like I am on Facebook. Like I have an account. It's there. I open the Facebook app or visit a website once a month because I need to look up the contact or something. Uh, never, I don't actually use it, but I'm there. Um, so, But like with Twitter, it's not only that I can't keep up with all the tweets and read everything. It's also I've been tweeting a lot less. And for the first time, like I think last week, I felt like I should tweet. Like <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to say, but like I should tweet, right? Because <laughs> then... That's what people follow me, follow me, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. I felt like an obligation almost to like to use this service, which is very weird. Uh, I don't appreciate it, but like anyway, I've been. It's it, it's not just about Twitter, by the way. This is a this is happening to me with a lot of stuff like podcasts. Sure, I don't have a commute, and sure, you know, maybe I don't have as much opportunity to listen to podcasts, but I don't care. Like I had like four episodes of ATP in my backlog. I'm like, ugh, no, <laughs> I don't want it. Like I don't want to. I don't want to hear more stuff about Apple and their financial report or whatever. Um, I'm just tired of noise and the internet. <laughs> so I've just been enjoying a lot more, like spending time with friends, <laughs> like going out, you know, going, finding out about this new restaurant. Like, ah, oh, that's amazing. I'm really into that, which is, by the way, another topic, managing your social life. Um, but, you know, <laughs> teaser. We can talk about that yeah, some other week. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's fine. I'm maybe it's just we're getting older. Yeah, that's the thing. So exactly, that's that's the thing. But I, I'm not trying like to figure out. Well, <laughs> I'm not trying like to fix this. I'm just wondering if uh, this is a a symptom of me growing up and I value things differently, um, or b like a shared thing like the internet and Twitter. You know 
as a whole is suffering or or feeling this uh or c you know it's just a phase i don't know like i'm tr- just trying to figure out what is the cause of this uh behavioral change in me um so i feel i feel like you're gonna see that a lot of people are going through the same thing and it's like oh okay so there's nothing wrong with me like it's not me go- getting older it's just everyone feels that but we're all getting uh, older yeah exactly <laughs> like that, this we're is all getting older at the same time how much yes that's how you realize like the social networks actually have a pretty like specific age range and <laughs> obviously it's not like not everyone on twitter has the same age and there's younger folks and older folks and but the average like the the majority of people i think are within the same age bracket and so those kinds of people are all like getting older at the same time uh, and so that's probably why we're all feeling this uh, and then the the kids on on tiktok are not complaining <laughs> about how um tiktok gets too much to manage you know? the kids on tiktok yeah <laughs> i still haven't really figured out what tiktok is i think it's like vine but with like song you always have, always have a song yeah as the audio source it's, right it's i i i found a few uh really good twitter threads about it uh funny enough um and i kind of got into it it's like tiktok is like meme culture times a thousand percent like it's just <laughs> it, like you'll find yourself like watching a meme of a meme of a meme <laughs> and it's almost uh, like you know in reply all whenever they do the yes yes no yes. <laughs> it's like there's so many levels to understand what is going on here <laughs> like, it's just so intense uh but it's uh yeah nice. i mean it's a, a different way to kind of do storytelling i guess I should look into that uh but yeah um but like i am turning 28 this year you're not my age. You're younger than me. So well, I'm 25. So if uh, uh, yeah. there's like, I bet there's you know listeners of this show they're in their early 20s. Maybe you're like 22. If we're all feeling this around the same time, like in the past, you know, three months maybe, then I can't really attribute it to age, right? Because <laughs> then it's I don't know. Uh, I think as in layout fashion. There's no conclusion to this discussion. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> anyway, um, I guess this is why I'm not uh, tweeting as much. I'm still behind on DMs. I'm sorry if you DM me. Um, what yeah, what question that I have for you? Hmm. What are you curious about? What do you mean? Like, what do you want to learn more about? Like, you mentioned restaurants and stuff like that, but that's, in a way, I kind of... I classify it more as hey i want to have real life experience with mm-hmm. friends you know that's kind of at least for me the part of um you know just doing stuff whether it's exploring your city going to coffee shops going mm-hmm. to restaurants and whatever um but what are you curious about like are there like topics or things that you want to learn that you're thinking of because for me, like that's often been like a very big driver for Twitter um, is like this is where I would find like, say, when I was learning front end development, like I would find out about like the latest article on CSS tricks and I'd like be able to read that and be like, oh, my gosh, like this is like really cool. I've just learned something new or whenever I'm, you know, even learning how 
do design like people some people would talk about like oh this is like a cool like way to do grid systems or even uh maybe a bit more recently like now some of the management stuff like i follow a few design managers on twitter who post about some of their experiences and i can kind of learn from their um their kind of path because they're a little bit along uh, further along um from mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. like is there is there something like that that you have right now because i feel like maybe if you don't that might be why like you're not getting as much value from it anymore. That is a great question. I haven't thought of that in that way. Um, but like today, so I've been, I, I just bought a Sonos speaker. Uh, I'll more on that later in the recommendations section. <laughs> I was like, I did a ton of research on, on home entertainment sound systems and stuff. I was reading into that, trying to figure out, like, what's new? You know, what's going on in this world? Or when I was looking into TVs and then, like, kitchen knives and, like, like home, you know, furniture and stuff. I'm I'm more curious about more stuff. And even today, I'm, like, I was, I was listening to podcasts on my way to a store to get a speaker. And I think I was, like, why are there any, like, podcasts for audio stuff? I bet there are. But, like, I'm, I have yeah, no idea. I have no clue, and I just I assume there are, but I don't know. Maybe there aren't. Uh, like, what is what is a good way to learn more about this stuff? Um, and as I was thinking this, I was still listening to the same three guys talking about Apple, and like, maybe <laughs> just maybe that's why I'm like I'm rebelling a little bit because I am like not sick and tired because I still really I'm still really into it and I still appreciate it, but like tech and Apple and design like. It's only, I want a little bit more. I want to broaden yeah. my horizons a little bit more. And so places like Twitter, which, you know, I haven't really uh, curated my following list and stuff. Like it's still the same, right? Twitter for me is still the same as it was a year ago or so, whatever, which is very focused on tech, front-end development, design stuff. Uh, so maybe that's me like, I'm I'm sick of y'all. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but like I want more, right? And that's why I don't, I can't mm -hmm. spend as much energy and time into it because I'm, I feel like I need different things, different um, triggers. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just realizing this, by the way. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's something you should try. Like whether it's on podcasts or uh, Twitter, it's just like make and start a new list. Like mm -hmm. in Tweetbot, it's pretty easy. You can even set it as your default timeline. Mm -hmm. Just add like one person, you know, and then start building from there. But find people that you don't already follow, like people yeah, that interest you. Like that. I'm sure, I'm sure there are like furniture designers that are on Twitter and are talking about furniture design things. Like that would be like super interesting, you know, to to me because I would learn new things. Because mm -hmm. I feel like there's only so much I can get from other designers that are going through the same thing as me mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like oh should designers code like uh, uh you know <laughs> um and i have should very they, nice, Kevin. My, should they? my podcast listening uh habits too like i have now like some uh, politics like both international and local po politics that i'm mm -hmm. like a little bit more interested in um i have started listening to a, a podcast that's about um like TV shows and movies, which mm. is also something that I'm really passionate about. And I've never tried to find a podcast about that. Um, nice. So I'm like, just like adding in these other interests that are just different. Um, yeah, diversifying that, your content. Your... Yeah. And I think that makes me in a way like a more well-rounded person, mm -hmm. but also I'm just following whatever I'm interested in at the moment. Uh, so yeah, I think that might, that might be a thing that you 
can try to see if if that's something you want to do. Obviously, like I'm not saying that you have to do that. Like some people are perfectly <laughs> right, right, happy, right. like just living their life, you know, um, and yeah. don't have to consume that content all the time. So I gotta say, you know, um, uh, me and Debs, we've been we're fortunate enough that we're making a lot of new friends, right? So we're just meeting friends of friends and. Because it's a new city, you know, almost everyone we meet is like a new person in our lives. Like, I don't know anyone <laughs> here. So mm-hmm. I got to say, it's like, it's really refreshing when I meet someone and they're not in tech. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you're a lawyer? Whoa, <laughs> I don't know any lawyers. Please tell me more about it. You know, what do you do every day? What? How is, how is it? What are you into? And it's refreshing to like get new perspectives on things and like get a more diverse um pool of like interests and 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 tastes and stuff and Mm -hmm. it's cool so yeah i'm just saying uh i think i think again this is uh this is a result of uh, as you grow old because you know young people are very passionate about one thing right and that's why they're great and they're crazy and they change the world because they're really into something and uh, as you grow old you just you just Become tired of that one thing. You try to broaden your horizons. I don't know. Who knows? I'm only 28, <laughs> man. I'm not old. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you heard about this Zara logo, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, listener. Uh, let me get the name right. Uh, yeah, listener. Uh, Dimitri. Dimitri. Ah, how do I say this? Dimitri oh. Vermchuk. See, you say it so well. You should, well, you, you should think I say it so well. I have no idea if it's actually right. Listener Dimitri um, just sent us a, a tweet about this. Um, so this is the new Zara logo. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> people are kind of mad about this logo as well. Um, the letter spacing used to be like real spaced out. Uh, and honestly, their um, 2011 logo, um, which this new one is replacing, I thought looked awesome. Like, I thought that was a very good logo. Um, And this new one has the letters so close to one another. And then there's a kind of meme that went around that, like, in, like, 2027, it's all going to be, like, just one letter stack on top of the other. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you think about this? I think it it looks uh, silly. Uh, (laughs) It's not legible, right? And it's not, again, it's just like with the Slack logo. Like now, I look at this and I don't know what it is. You know, it's not Zara. I wouldn't associate with Zara. Uh, and actually, today I was walking uh, in the city and I saw this in a store. I'm sending you a pic. Mm. I can put this on the show art cover art. Do you see it? <laughs> okay, right. Yes. Mm. So it's it's another logo for another brand. It's called Nars N A R S, and the logo is just like that. Like the the letters, you know. Um, <laughs> squished one on top of the other and then i looked up this brand it's like a cosmetics brand so if you go to send you the link if you go to the website you can see like this is exactly like logo like zara's but just changed the name <laughs> character. but it's the same and it's it's like a cosmetics thing it's it's a apparently it's a well-known brand i didn't know about it but anyway like is this a is this a trend is this a theme that that companies are, are going for now because it, it it looks dumb <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not not sure about this um it's you know what though i, I think compared to uh to slack i kind of feel okay with zara's logo changing over time because like, it just feels right for a fashion company to just like zara especially 
that is just like the very like fast fashion type thing. Like none of the stuff that Zara sells is timeless, right? So their logo also isn't. Like maybe like it's gonna push in some directions. Sometimes we're not gonna like them. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Zara changes their logo again in a couple of years. Like that's just, that's just. But isn't that fashion. like? Isn't that counterproductive for a logo? Isn't the the point of a logo to be memorable and you can quickly associate that with a brand? Okay, I'm like, gonna have a contrarian opinion here. I feel <laughs> like no, like this doesn't really matter anymore in the age of social media and massive brands like that where i feel like disagree in in a way like that keeps them kind of relevant like that they're actually the there is a benefit to just changing it for the sake of changing it because they're because it was a bad logo maybe <laughs> like can you imagine nike no, changing their swoosh no ever? but nike's going no. for something timeless like zara's trying to go for timely yeah, I, I think don't that's know if how they were. If you were to, if you were, if you were to ask them, their designers, like, do you want this logo to be around for like a year or two, or do you want it to be timeless? <laughs> what are you going for? <laughs> I don't. I honestly, seriously think that that Zara just like wants to be of the moment and just you know, this we need like a little bit of a refresh to make things more interesting, and mm. we'll change it whenever we have to change it. Like it still, it still keeps. Like honestly, that's another thing compared um, with the Slack logo. I think it still retains the uh, sort of trademark elements of Zara. Like to me, it's still recognizable. Like the Z, at, the A, the uh, R, Zara. and the A. No, but it's like <laughs> this kind of uh, high contrast, uh, uh, uppercase serif font. Like there's just yeah. there's a Zara ness to it, even though that it's executed differently. Like, still, to me, recognizable as Zara fits their brand of just constantly ever-changing things. Um, yeah, like, I, like, am I a huge fan of this iteration specifically? Eh, no, not really. Uh, but I'm fine with it. I don't really particularly care. I also don't have um, an app button, as uh, Slack would say, with this logo on my home screen. <laughs> so it's like whatever. Like, maybe I only get to Actually, see this like, I whenever I like walk past the store. I bet they have uh, an app. It's fine. By the way, <laughs> I, I'm sure they do, but who yeah, cares? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speak. Okay. So moving on from this other thing, I think. Uh, by the way, I think it looks silly, and I think. It it legibility wise is terrible. You can't really read it. You have to pay attention to try and decipher it. But uh, but in other news, <laughs> in other designer news, uh, not associated with the website, uh, have you seen this can't unsee dot space thing? Oh yeah, I have seen this. Um, and I have you have you played it? So I tried to play it, but there there was a moment where it was like, turn on your camera, and I was just like, uh, what? No. I haven't seen that. So, okay. So context for people who have no idea what we're talking about. Um, there's this like game that was on the, on the, it's on the internet <laughs> and uh, the URL is can't unsee that space. And effectively it's like a little game for UI designers in where you have to like spot the UI, you know, quote unquote mistakes in it. So for example, you can have maybe an icon that is not, is, you know, misaligned or there's a typo thing, by the way, spoilers. Uh, anyway, this game, you have to play, and then you get points. And uh, a lot of designers, like, 
on Twitter, just sharing their high score, me included. Um, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like, please don't read into it. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not if you have a high score, you're a good designer. It, you know, it's completely bogus. But I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I I enjoyed playing this. Um, I was kind of curious to see what your score was. <laughs> uh, so I'm playing it right now. Is it? Probably is take this a long game? Okay. Oh, this is what I didn't get because I was playing it on my phone. And then there's mm. one of the steps that says, start chatting, search for someone by name or phone number to start call, enable camera. And this is where I stopped because I was uh, like, uh, I don't want to do that. It's <laughs> part of the UI thing. But yeah, it's part of the UI thing. Um, oh, this is clearly. Uh... Oh, <laughs> that's a dumb thing they're just using verdana on one of the labels mm -hmm. okay next okay um let me send you a screenshot of this so you'll have to tell me what your score was okay so uh my score was seven two eight zero oof close very close seven nine thirty like to be f to be honest, I started the game without knowing what it was, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was like on yeah, Slack at right. the same time. Meaning, you know, I wasn't like doing this exclusively. I was also like working, so like I didn't do it as fast as I could. I don't know if that affected. Anyway, good score. I think that's one of the highest I've seen. Tweet that shit. Boom. So, what's the best way to tweet? About oh, I have to sign in to save my score. No, just tweet the uh, I copy save paste. It. Here, uh, why don't you quote my tweet, and then which I'm quoting Brian's. Ooh, okay. Right. So you can quote my tweet. Some prime quality content. So for people listening to this, uh, <laughs> I added all this out. Uh, Kevin was just like playing the game right now as we're recording. Um, you know, tweet at us your score, or maybe you could do like you can quote tweet the Kevin's tweet, which you got to put a link in the show notes, and then it'll be like a chain of high scores um, so the real again, question don't read is too much can a listener beat me <laughs> on first try so it's it's on a you know honor honor base system here um <laughs> yeah you have to include a picture of the result you get well but you could like you could like first you can probably inspect element and change that <laughs> don't tell people you could do that <laughs> and, and third you could um, just like no retakes so if you you know it has to be your first try right okay um is it just me or that zero character is really weird? Nah. Like, why does it have a five in it? It's just like a squiggly yeah, thing. So weird. Uh, okay, let me uh, tweet that. Because you want to have like a crossed, crossed zero, but it was too thick. Oh, it was okay. too. Actually, it's actually kind of smart, but it does look odd. All right. Okay. Perfect. And uh, I guess on that note, we should move on and, and get to recommendations before we... Uh, let people go <laughs> oh, okay wait there's there's one thing that we can that i want to talk about very briefly i just want to let people know about it i don't have like a huge okay. topic to talk about but um so it's it's this article by my friend uh dustin curtis uh so frustrating how <laughs> smart dustin is sometimes and i'm so glad that he's writing again the article is called how evolution really works and i feel like i've been quoting this article like all week <laughs> <laughs> um there's just 
I feel like Dustin has this ability to write articles that just stick with me for so long. Um, and it just kind of affect my thinking. Like those are when we were talking about, you know, social media and having like the quality is kind of like either going down or just things are getting buried in the noise. Like I feel like articles like this are the signal that like I'm looking for every time that I'm reading. Um, but basically the article talks about how evolution really works. So it te- we tend to think that evolution is like a slow and steady process of incremental improvements. But in reality, like even in biology, that's not how it works. Things tend to be status quo for a really long time. And then all of a sudden, an unpredictable change happens where there's all of a sudden like a huge spike of evolution. And then maybe there's like a few, you know, it like improves a little bit on that a little bit, a little bit over time. But then there's again, a long stretch of kind of like nothingness. And then there's another big spike. Um, And basically the comparison he's making is with the iPhone. There's this one event where like that changes, changed things a lot but but since then it's mostly just like kind of a refresh or like slight updates on a concept that was defined in like 2007 so i think this is a really interesting way to think about things i think you can also use that to think about your own career and your own life i feel for me um like i can pinpoint specific moments where it's like hey like on that one day i kind of acted differently um and that kind of changed the course of my life like for example when i was just kind of getting started i was uh, a busboy in a restaurant and this is one day where i was like i actually sat down and convinced the owner that their website was terrible and they should let me do it uh this is literally the first product i've ever done uh but that led to so many other things and it's like that moment is like kind of changed the course of my life this is like one tiny moment mm-hmm. Um, and like, I have had so many other moments in my life, like, for example, like going from individual contributor to being a lead where it was like, I was getting slowly better, better, but then all of a sudden, like I had to change everything and it changed who I am as a person. Um, so yeah, I think of just life generally and evolution in terms of steps like this. And I think this article kind of like lit up that light bulb for me. So just wanted to share that with people. I think this is a great article. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can go and read it. Um, and yeah, check it out. Cool. I haven't read it yet, uh, but it's on my list. I saw you tweeted about it. Okay, so let's do uh, recommendations now. Okay, recommendations. Since you <laughs> put it in first, you, 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 you go ahead. Okay, so my recommendation this week is uh, this episode of On Margins, which is a really great podcast um, from uh, Craig Maud, um, who used to be at... Um, Flipboard, the Flipboard, mm. the the app yeah. services. That's how I at least yeah. I got to know him. He's like very into books, has designed uh, many books um, in the past. Um, and so in this episode, he's interviewing Lisa Brennan Jobs. Um, so daughter of Steve Jobs. Um, and uh, about her like recent book. Um, I think it came out last year. Uh, it's called Small Fry. Uh, the podcast really isn't about Steve Jobs very much. Um, they talk a lot about um, like the cover of the book and like really like go in depth on some details. But you can tell that um, like how much 
care and attention to detail that uh, Craig has in in this episode. Um, and it's just, I think for me, it's really fun to listen to people that are really passionate about a thing, kind of like break it down. And um, Lisa is just such a great interviewee. They have an awesome conversation. And like, she talks about like how much she cares about every single like little details in her book um, and how that like everything came together. It's a really great podcast. Uh, highly recommend it. So uh, yeah, give it a listen. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Um, okay, so for my recommendation, uh, just like I teased <laughs> uh, previously, uh, is the Sonos Beam speaker, soundbar, whatever you want to call it. Um, like a couple of weeks ago, I recommended a TV, so I got a new TV. And of course, now I need to get a, a you know speaker of some sort. And this was really hard. I took, it took mm. me a long time to decide on one. Um Cause like, you know, the world of speakers and soundbars and stuff and home, you know, home theater sound systems is very messy. And there's a lot of stuff to pick out, you know, pick from. Uh, And there's a lot of brands and companies doing very similar things. Um, So first I had to decide on a brand that was just to make my life easier a little bit. So I decided to go with Sonos just because I like their, I like their design. They're, they sound okay. You can probably get like more bang for your buck in terms of just pure sound quality, probably. But the speakers look good. It's a it's a established and well known you know ecosystem, um, and so I decided to go with Sonos. And even though it doesn't support uh, Dolby Atmos, which is also a new thing that I mm. had to learn about, <laughs> and that was like that was uh, tricky. But anyway, um, but so. Even if I just decided on a brand, like, all right, I want to get a Sonos thing. Even then, it was, like, not clear. They don't have, like, a clear winner, like a best top-of-the-line product. Um, I didn't want to spend uh, an enormous amount of time. And one of the things that uh, that it sold me on Sonos is that you can also build your setup as you go. So you can start with just a soundbar and then maybe buy a subwoofer and then, you know, buy two extra speakers and have, like, a... 5.1 you know surround sound uh so you can just go you know just buy stuff as you go which was cool because i didn't have a lot of cash to just throw at this problem <laughs> so so i decided all right let's start with a with a sound bar it'll be way better than the built-in speakers on my tv and it's a good starting point right yeah so even for that they have three things you can <laughs> pick from <laughs> they have the beam which is the one i i'm recommending and the one i eventually got um the Beam is like their entry-level product. Well, not, at least the uh, soundbar. It starts at three ninety-nine, and it's like it's brand new. I think it's like a year old or two tops. Um, and it has all the smarts. It has Google Assistant and Alexa, and we'll have like Siri, I think, built in in the future. It has AirPlay two, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it has HDMI arc. Effectively, like you just connect it to your TV uh, via HDMI, and it can like control. Uh, and being controlled by HDMI, meaning you don't have to have like a second remote. Uh, the speaker itself can can turn off and can turn on and change channels and control the TV through the speaker. Anyway, pretty cool. Um, but it's still like entry level. It's the smaller of all their soundbars, and sound quality is like it's not the it's the cheapest. It's like the you know the weakest in terms of sound quality and room feeling and stuff. Uh, then you have the play bar, which is what everyone has. <laughs> uh, it's like they're it's like five years old, 
it's it's a better soundbar. It's bigger. It has more speakers, and it's it's more you know has more bass and more room filling, whatever. But it's like five years old. It doesn't have any smarts about it. Um, it doesn't have AirPlay. It doesn't have Google yeah. Assistant. It doesn't have any. The design of, the of it looks kind of old too. Yeah, the design is super outdated for sure. Um, and it's like bigger and stuff. And honestly, like. I think if I got that one, I would have to wall mount it and also wall mount my TV because it wouldn't fit mm. like uh, in front of my TV because it's just too big. It would block the, right. the view. Um, and then we even have like a, 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 it's called a play base, which is like a big, like almost like a table, like a surface thing uh, right. in where you can like mount your TV on top of it. So it's just like a little base for your TV. Right. Okay. And that I think sits like in between the two in terms of sound quality. It has more bass and more stuff than the play than the beam. But um, anyway, but it's also kind of expensive. So the play bar and the bass, I think they're both six ninety nine, which is considerable jump uh, from the three ninety nine uh, entry level. So anyway, I this killed me. I <laughs> spent so much time looking, reading reviews and looking videos online and stuff, um, and I decided to just you know pull the trigger and just get the beam and if i feel like sound quality wise if it was not enough i could just return it mm-hmm. um and get the other one uh, but like as a speaker and again i couldn't compare it really with the other ones but it's a darn good speaker like i i was really surprised at at like the volume cuz it's a very compact small uh soundbar uh but it kicks a punch that shit is like I, I live in I live in an apartment. I can't really have like super loud sound because my neighbors would hate me. <laughs> um, and so, like, just to give you an, a, an idea, I I will never put the volume like higher than fifty percent. Right. Like, I, no way. Like, it's just too loud. Mm-hmm. So, it does lack some of that bass. Um, but because I am planning to just eventually then get a subwoofer yeah, exactly. that will complement it. So I think my recommendation at the end, and that's like the, you know, the conclusion I arrived at is like, if you plan on getting more speakers, maybe like two Sonos ones and a subwoofer, go with a beam and it's a pretty smart, cool soundbar. If you plan on just getting a simple soundbar and like, you don't want to add anything to it, just the one thing, then get a then get a play bass, I would say, or just wait for a revision on the play bar. Yeah. So anyway, this looks good. Have you ever tried playing, um, like both on your soundbar and the HomePod at the same time? I don't have a HomePod. Oh, really? Okay. Right. I forgot about this. Um, mm-hmm. because so I also have a soundbar, um, uh, from Bose, um, and mm-hmm. what's annoying with it is there's no airplay um so i like the only way that i can airplay to that is airplay through the apple tv right. which does support airplay too um right. and i have also a home pod uh, the problem there is that there's a lag uh because it's going i think uh, through apple tv so there's like a slight it's like less than uh, half a second annoying. but I, it's just basically yeah. like unusable um so I'd be curious to see if this is better because, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I assume cool. if you're airplane directly to the speaker because that lag is probably like going through, you know, the, the Apple TV to the TV to the speaker maybe yep. or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, if Apple wants to send me a HomePod so I can test it, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do it. Sure. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Do it for science. Okay. Do it for science. Yes, for science. All right. Uh, so before we go, Kevin, do we have any shout outs this week? We do have some shout outs. Uh, but before we go in, I just want to remind <laughs> our listeners to uh, drive responsibly <laughs> and be safe. Um, because uh, our friend uh, Jai Mitchell, that we mentioned on the show last week, um, told us that he almost got into a car accident <laughs> when he yeah heard us on, uh, uh, mention his name on the show so um <laughs> please be safe uh, uh, maybe you want to like pull over if you're driving right now i don't know just in case if you message us with something um but yeah um we're we're not responsible for any car accidents <laughs> that may or may not happen <laughs> during this segment <laughs> so the first person i want to give a shout out to um is my friend Cassandre Jenkins, uh, who uh, organizes the Montreal Design Club uh, with me. Um, she's kind of my co-founder in that. Um, and it's funny because she started listening to the episode, uh, the different episodes. Um, and all she talks about now when we see each other is you. Uh, <laughs> me? Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, um, well. You know she's like oh like he's really awesome like he's really nice so i think i've lost all my uh street cred and um she's definitely uh uh you're definitely her favorite uh on the show so team rafa uh, yeah she's definitely you, team Kassan. rafa i think um <laughs> but anyways uh so i told her that i would give her a shout out uh and hopefully win some some credits back i don't know but thank you uh, cassandra is yes. that how you pronounce yes. it Thank you for listening. Thanks for being on Team Rafa. <laughs> I'm on Team Cassandra. Nice. Okay, and also I want to give a shout out to my uh, to my friend and uh, you know designer in crime. That sounds terrible. <laughs> my fellow coworker designer. <laughs> my report, uh, Ramon Gilbert. Wait, I can say this better. Ramon Gilbert um, for uh, suggesting and recommending a bunch of topics for you to talk to. Uh, for for me to talk about um and some of them you will listen shortly but uh, anyway and he just gave us some feedback on the show thank you ramon um and i think that's it for today uh you can follow us on the twitters we are at layout fm if you want to follow me uh i've been tweeting less but <laughs> i am at rafa hari uh and kevin is at vernal kick you can also find the show notes for this episode and for all episodes and you can find links to subscribe and all that in our website that's layout.fm um this show is part of the spec fm network it's like a network of podcasts so if you want to listen to more stuff uh check them out their 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 website is spec.fm and uh lastly our thanks to abstract for sponsoring this week's episode uh once again you can sign up to abstract on their website that's goabstract.com and don't forget if you tweet at go abstract and at layout fm tweet at both of us in the same tweet you'll enter a chance to win 500 dollars off your uh of their business plan so again thanks abstract and uh thank you for listening and uh i will talk to you all next week bye bye <laughs>
By the way, just a quick aside. You're frozen yeah. on my screen for some reason. I know. I'm also frozen on my screen. Can you try to turn it off and on again, the video? Maybe that'll do it. Uh, Maybe it's, it's that cold wait. in Canada. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's my camera who just stopped. Because I don't have the green oh, light there you anymore. Go. Oh, cause yeah, but that's... Yeah. I just switched the camera. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I think it's the LG monitor that's having troubles. <laughs> That's not good. I just ordered one today. Should be here tomorrow. It's it's an okay monitor. Like uh, actually, no, it's a good monitor, but okay. has some flaws here and there. It has two it's, and a half stars on the Apple Store. Like oh right really? Here. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty People bad. Are angry, but um, uh, if but Apple comes up with a with a Mac Pro tomorrow or you know in the next month with a display, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be so pissed. Because this is a terrible time to buy one. But anyway, sorry. Going back. I feel like I, it, you bought your uh, MacBook Pro at the worst time, yeah. and now you're buying the display at the worst time, too. It's a theme. It's just a thing. And your TV? <laughs> and my TV. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, a, yeah. uh, it's my thing. Can uh, you imagine next week follow-up? <laughs> Apple announces. <laughs> I guess it's I guess still be within it's the next return week, window. I'm still, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, I just got a Sonos. More on that later. Uh, we'll see about that. Ooh, okay. We need to talk about that. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. 